Amen. Let's give a warm welcome to Pastor Manu. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Benson. Away with serious matters. Let's deal with things that are a bit funny. How are all of you? It's, it's so good to be in front of you for the everlast time. Never. I'll be back. I'll be back. But even as we begin, even as we begin, uh, you know, it's hard to say goodbye. Uh, no, no, Pastor. Okay, give Pastor Jed a mic. She wants to sing for us. <laughs> but uh, I, th- I think the one thing that I would say, even as we, as we venture into this new journey, is we have a group of young people here. Uh, they are very dear to my heart. Very, very dear. Uh, the number of times when ministry was difficult, they're the ones who picked me up. Because I could see the change and the transformation in their lives. Uh, some of them would crack jokes about me. As personal as they were, I would laugh, but I would still get them. But it's because of how much I, I long to see transformation. Uh, I joined this church when I was about 19. Right now, I'm heading to 33. This has been my home. And that's the desire that I have for every young adult, every teenager, that this church or any other Mavuno church becomes their home. That they will love it because of the people who are seated here. If I were to name the number of people who held my hand as I was in ministry. Some of, them, some of them are still in this country, some of them are in other countries, but whatever they left with me, I have carried it through the years. So when you see, when you see them walking around and they don't know what is going on around them, grab their hand, talk to them. All they want is somebody to listen to them. So that, that is the mandate that I live with you. Even as I have been blessed, I pray that every young adult in this church will feel loved. Will feel like God is closer to them because of you. Because of your sacrifice to be with them. So thank you guys. Thank you for loving me the way I am. Anyway, on to serious issues. Guys, please, stop being gloomy. Uh, I heard seriousness is not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Is it true? <laughs> but uh, I want us to jump into the word. And even as we begin, this month we are going through a sermon series called The X Factor. How to superpower your life. How many people feel like they have superpowers? People are a bit fearful. People are a bit fearful, but I want us to jump into the word, but I want us to go to the book of Second Kings, from verse 8 to 12. This is a story of a man known as Elisha. Elisha was the, was the disciple of Elijah. Well, there were, there were two, but Elijah is the one, uh, Elisha is the one that 
most people remember. But I want to use this scripture. So from verse 8, it reads, this is the New Living Translation. It reads, the king said to Hazel, wait, let me get it right. Yeah. So it reads, the king said to Hazel, take a gift to the man of God and tell him to ask the Lord this. Will I recover from my illness? Yes. So Hazel loaded, loaded down 40 camels with the finest products of Damascus as a gift to Elisha. He went and said to him, Your son Benahadad, the king of Aram, has sent me to ask, Will I recover from this illness? And Elisha replied, Go and tell him, you will surely recover. But actually, the Lord has shown me that you will surely die. Elisha stared at Hazel with a fixed gaze until Hazel became uneasy. Then the man of God started weeping. What's the matter, my Lord? Hazel asked. Elisha replied, I know the terrible things you will do to the people of Israel. You will burn their fortified cities, kill the young men with, swore, with a sword and dash their little ones to the ground and rip them open and rip open the pregnant women. Why? The question that I have is why did I use this scripture? It's kind of dark. Very dark. But the story goes on to say how Elisha, Elisha is a prophet. Everyone knew him. Everyone understood his power. Everyone could say truly that's the man of God. It's claimed also in scripture that he did twice as many miracles than Elijah. Twice as many. Elijah is the same guy who went up into heaven on a chariot of fire. But this guy still did twice as many. But even as this goes on, we come to understand that God had actually blessed Elisha. Elisha had the power to see. In other stories it says a different story. It says that Elisha had the ability to to tell people before a battle started where it will be, where to ambush the army, how to ambush them. And the advisors of another king told, told his, his, the king, an advisor of the king told the king, this Elisha that we are talking about knows everything you share in your bedroom. He had the ability to see. And so, there are so many stories of people who had the ability from God. The Holy Spirit, rather the X factor, that they could see every single thing that was happening. 
And I'm just amazed of how many they are. We know of Elijah, we know of Elisha, we know of... Which other prophet? Let's see. Which other prophet do you guys know? Okay, not the major ones. These are the ones who don't have books. Uh-huh. Which other prophet? <laughs> uh-huh. Who? Jetha. Uh-huh. Someone else? Uh-huh. How many people remember Deborah? Was she a prophet? She was a judge and a prophet. The only reason I'm excited to speak about Deborah is because she had the ability of telling a man during that era, please do not touch the boldness that she had. You know some of us when we are told eh, you're going to start eh, a watch party. I kid you not. I haven't slept for the past seven days. You're going to start a watch party. You're like, eh! But the boldness to just do that. It's courage. And that's why we want to talk about how to superpower our lives. For those who, who are not here with us last week, we went into the service and we asked each other, what is the X factor? The X factor is the Holy Spirit. And the second question was, who or what qualifies someone to have the X factor? The simplest answer was, it's available to all of us. It's available to you. To you. Even to those ones who are here and they're like, we're supposed to have our service in the other hall. It's available to you too. But uh, before we begin, rather, that was just a sidetrack. So right now we are beginning, beginning. And even when I get to the end, I'll say like other pastors, we are about to end. It's like the third point. So, uh, good job. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning from you, Pastor Jed. Thank you. So let us read uh, Acts 8 from verse 9 to 13. Oh, thank you. A man named Simon had been a sorcerer there for many years. Amazing, amazing the people of Samaria, Samaria and claiming to be someone great. Hmm. Everyone from the least to the greatest often spoke of him as the great one, the power of God. They listened closely to him because for a long time he had astounded them with his magic. But now the people believe in Philip's message of the good news concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. As a result, many men and women were baptized. Let us pray. Oh Lord, even as we begin and this will begin sharing the word, Lord. Father, I pray that may you be with us. May I decrease completely so that you may be seen. May you be greater than any other thing that is here. So we bless you and we honor you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So last week, uh, as we began, or rather at the end of the verse last week, it read, there was great joy in the city. But I asked myself this question. There was also another man who was a sorcerer in, the, in that place, or rather had powers. How comes when he had powers, people didn't have great joy? 
how comes that he had power, but when Philip walked in with the good news, that's when people had great joy. It reads in verse 10, everyone from the least to the greatest often spoke of him as the great one, the power of God. How comes this time around they are not saying, eh, Philip, Philip, how comes you have the power, not this other guy? And it might be the season that we are all going through. And I want to use three points, three points to highlight this story. There's counterfeit power. There's counterfeit power. Let me share a story. I love stories. So I went to a boarding school in Luo Nyanza, Siaya. So this boarding school, if I share it, people will laugh. They'll ask that name like thrice. Please do not ask. I will continue. The school uh, goes by the name of Barding. Barding. Boys, my mom usually says, when somebody says a bar, and then ding is more of, I will slap your dingy, or rather, your side. The lure in me has checked in. But, one night, this is a story that, it really happened to me, and really contemplated sharing it. So one night after preps, uh, for an unknown reason, I was the last person to leave the class to go back to sleep. It has never happened. When, it ring, when the bell rang at 10, I was at the door. People, I love my sleep. Even at times I astonish myself how I wake up for morning prayers. Hallelujah. But this night, as I went back to, to, to our dormitories, it was late, at around 11. I sat down in bed. This thing happened to me. Have you ever... Have you guys ever heard of people called night runners? You've heard of them. Have you experienced though? Uh, no. Those ones only run for money. These ones. <laughs> True story. So, um, lying in bed this night. It's so funny. I experienced a night runner. Imagine... A town boy experiencing a night runner. Do you know how terrifying it is? So this guy, this guy walks from one dome, kicking doors. No one had him apart from me. He kicked from one dormitory. So we had like about four dormitories along that line. So he comes from, we had, they were named after, after stars, after planets. So he came from Jupiter kicked Jupiter coming. So we have like, on the other side, I'm a form four. And I asked myself, Nani ametuma uyu leo? So i like, who does this? Who has the courage? You know, at some point, I thought it was the principal. He had, he had that weird tendency of walking in to catch boys when they are doing weird things like smoking bang. Trust me, I didn't smoke bang. So he kicks from one door coming to this other side. So I, in my head, I was like, that's the principal. But even when he does it, it's in a subtle manner. So this guy kicks one door. He goes into Venus. I'm like, but the people in Jupiter haven't even raised their alarm that this thing is happening. The next, he walks around, then he comes to Mars. So I was in, 
I was in the mass dormitory. So he kicks the door. Walks in. So I had a hockey stick. Please don't ask me why. I had a hockey stick under my bed. I always had it since form two. So I stretched back to pull it because I knew he was coming. So I wanted to catch him and chop him. I didn't know it was a night runner. So as I stretched back to pull the hockey stick, have you ever played statue? I was statue. I, I kid you not. I was stuck there for like about five minutes. At this time, I can't breathe. Like, I am grasping for air. Grasping for it. So, I keep tossing and turning. And this guy stood at the door of our dormitory. At the, or rather, of my cubicle. He just stood there. I can see him. The light is, like the light is hitting him. I can't see his face. But I'm stuck there. So, the guy walks slowly, walks, comes to my bed, stands there. I'm like, hey, nile siku. Anyway. So he walks out, goes to the end of the dormitory, then comes back again and stands there. At this time, it's like it's heading to about five minutes. I can't breathe. And just, and at that point, it's so funny, at that point, the only name that could come out of my mouth was Jesus. It was Jesus. And at that point, when I said Jesus, the guy, the guy took off. I don't even know how that happened. He ran out. He didn't kick the door this time. He got to the door, opened and left. But at that point when I was saying Jesus, like I could feel there's power. Like there's, there's power in my limbs. So every single part of me right now is moving. I sat in my bed and I was like, hey, there's counterfeit power and there's real power. And that at that point, I knew the real power was Jesus. Second point. Counterfeit power does not result into genuine blessings. And one of the blessings that we saw last week was there was joy in the city. There was great joy. People being healed, people being happy. There is joy. And the third point is God's power is greater greater than any other thing. You know, at the end of this story, it says that even this man known as Simon also wanted the power. The power that Philip had rivaled his power and he wanted to be part of it. But even right now, in our country, there are people who are trying to rival God's power. There are stories of Shakahola, or rather Shakahora. There are others. <laughs> there are others. <laughs> there are other stories of how men and women have given into this counterfeit power, and it's not because. It, again, I, whenever this conversation crops up wherever I am, I'm always like, it's not. It's not because they don't know. It's because where they are, it's a point of desperation. Look at the people in this city. They were desperate. To be honest, they were, they were desperate. They really wanted a solution. How comes when 
Simon was there. There was no joy. But when Philip walked in, not only were their eyes opened, but they had joy. They truly had joy because there was a revelation of hope. And it begs me to ask this question. What is the true measure of the X factor? What is the true measure of the X factor? We've seen that, okay, the other people who have it. In Kenya, there are, people keep arguing this pastor is better than this pastor, that pastor is better than that pastor, oh, he did this there, did the other one there. But the question that I have is, what is the true measure of the X factor? And I'll ask the media team to help me with this one. Uh, I'll also cue Robbie to this other side. I, I have a presentation for you, but Pastor Jade is not singing, so you are safe. So Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 to 16. Beware of false prophets who, disguise, who, who come disguised as harmless sheep, but they are vicious. But they're really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. This is what Jesus was saying. And it was like, uh, a time will come that men and women like this will come to all of us. Why did he say fruit? Why did he say fruit? Uh, there's, a, there's this singer. I always, I always have an example of a singer somewhere. Uh, he's, ve he's very good. He's very good. He's very lyrical. He knows all his words. He uses this example in one of his songs. He says, the issue is not the fruit most of the time, but it's the root. If we are able to flip it in this point, it would be the fruit will actually tell us who this person is. So what's the fruit that these people have? In the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 22, it says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So, for all those who love arguing about this pastor is better than the other, the other is better than this one, what fruit do they bear? What fruit do they truly bear? That's a question I'm asking all of you. Think about that pastor that you are always fighting for. I shall not mention any. May I have, I have my special pastors. But what fruit do they bear? Is it joy when you listen to them? Is it peace? Is it goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control, faithfulness?
I know our time, our time is almost done. But I want to request Robbie. Please head on to the drums. Yeah. Something that you guys don't know. Robbie is multi-talented. Don't look at him here singing and, and jumping. The guy can play the drums. His first instrument was, which, which one was your first instrument? It was the drums. He's really good. Really, really good. So even as he's there, the only take home I want you guys to have is the true measure of the X factor is character. It's never power. It's character. It's character that will re reveal itself over time. So, uh, as Ima is playing that, I just want you guys to help me sing this one song and then I'll tell you the story behind it. Coming back to the heart of worship And it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry Can you give me a drill version of that? So I'm doing this for my teenagers. They love drill music. They really, really love drill music. Mm, faster. Uh -huh. More kick. I'm coming back to the heart of worship and it's all about you it's all about you jesus i'm sorry lord for thing i made it and it's all about you it's all about you jesus do you guys know the story behind this song you guys don't know the story about this you all know who, the person who wrote it and who has sang it. No one. Who knows? Michael W. Smith. Don't ask. I'm about to say the year, but people will ask me, you are too young for that. Uh, around the year 2000, to, in between 2000 and 2002. So Michael W. Smith was part of this worship team in this church. And for a long period... They used to just sing worship. They sang. They sang the songs. They had the right instrumental chords. They had every single thing right. But the one thing they didn't have was a heart of worship. And this is a story that he shares. So when, this, when they released this song, it was after about two years when their lead pastor walked up onto stage and said, we shall not sing any more songs if your heart is not right with God.
And for him, it wasn't about having the best band. It wasn't about having the best instrumentalists. It wasn't about having the best sound or microphones, whatever it is. He said that one thing he wanted was a heart of worship. And right now, that's the same thing that we are talking about. It's not about the power. It's not about how the person can lay hands on you or how the person can preach or the person can do this. It's all about the character the person carries. The true measure of the X factor is character, not power. So for two years, the church never sang a song. The pastor would walk up onto stage, preach, uh, do our version of announcements, walk off stage. And he did it consistently for two years. By the time Michael W. Smith was writing this song, he really, really yearned to have an experience with God. But the one thing that reminded him of all this was that his heart was not right. His heart was not right. So the question that I have for all of us is, as you desire the power that comes with it, How is your character? Because receiving Jesus comes with all these manner of things. Are you willing or are we willing to work on our character? Are we willing to work on our character? Because you want to see all the miracles that happened, that happened in the book of Acts. Those guys spent time in prayer. The upper room was always filled. So, even as we are praying for power, may our hearts, may our characters be molded into the version that God wants us to be. So, the true measure of the X factor is character, not power. And even as I am about to invite Pastor Jade, I might be putting you on the spot. It, I kid you not, all these things, the arrangement with the music happened while I was seated there. So, the question that I have for you is what character do you carry? When somebody looks at you, do they see the Holy Spirit or do they see just spirit? Is it the Holy Spirit or just Spirit? And maybe you're here and you're like, 
Father, I want to experience the power. But before I experience the power, please fix my character. I am among them. I'm, I might be saying that and I'm, I pray. I prayed for this sermon because it was an attack on me. I desire to do amazing things. Amazing things. But I'm afraid that when the amazing things come, maybe my character won't be as good as I thought it was. So again, if you're here and you really, really, really desire the power, but the character is not there, don't rise up onto your feet. Don't even lift your hands. Let us pray. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Look deep down inside. Look deep down inside and ask yourself, is this what God created me for? They call it lip service. And even as Robbie comes up on stage to just sing this song, let us pray as a church. Pray for the person seated next to you that may their character stand the test of time. May the power never be a big thing. pray that may the Holy Spirit transform us all and may we be aligned to God's will in our lives. That even when the storms come, they will find that you are on a firm foundation. That when people will push you to the wall, they will be shocked that you cannot move beyond where you are because of the things that God has planted in you, that your roots 
family are firmly presented in the ground that no one can push you over because you understand who you are in Christ and i pray that your life will bear fruit fruit of the spirit that where you desire love you will have it there that where joy is insufficient you will have it that every single fruit every single fruit will be represented in you and you'll be a splitting image of Christ so father i bless every single person here every single workplace represented here every single family represented here every single desire that is here lord that you'll be able to meet them every need here will be supplied that fruit that they yearn for lord it will be supplied in abundance that where they feel overwhelmed <laughs> your love will abound lord so father i bless you and i honor you in jesus mighty name amen amen thank you pastor manu let's celebrate pastor manu I say one or two things about Pastor Manu. I feel impressed to emphasize this. There's something he said, and I want to say it this way. Game recognizes game. You cannot recognize the fruits of the Holy Spirit in a man or woman of God if you're not walking in it. Utakuwa shaka holade. Am I lying? It cannot start from others. It has to start from you. You must you must